listening to Earth Oddity, a weekly odyssey into all the oddity planet Earth has to offer. And now, serving it up, are Christopher Tiny Sullivan and John Wong. Hello, everyone. We're recording a podcast. Tiny and I are. Yes. It's called Earth Oddity. Slightly late this week. A little late. We couldn't get together Sunday, but we're here right. now. It's busy, busy, busy day for me on Sunday. And Tiny, too. He's I, working. I worked, I worked over this Support weekend. this family. I got to do it. Yeah. Somebody's got to do it. Shoot, man. 40-hour a week to make a living. <laughs> right. 40 hours a week is a good start. <laughs> yeah, no, that's like living uh, in part time for you. Yeah, living in Belmead, that's just a good start. Sure. <laughs> I remember when I started at Spiller, I would work a 40-hour week, and I would be like, it feels like a part-time job. You were used to working at the, at the sandwich shop. 70 hours minimum, 10 hours a day, seven days a week minimum. You're like, what am I going to do with all this extra time? Exactly. I was like fixing stuff around the house and everything. Yeah. Oh, uh, kudos to you for supporting your family. This real man stuff, Tony. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. you should be commended. Yeah. You know, Got Christmas coming up. That's right. We kings don't celebrate each other enough, you know? <laughs> That's right. of, of giving props to another guy for doing what needs to be done. Yeah, so all the ladies, raise your glass. That's right. Here's to men. Here's to men. <laughs> right. Who created the world you enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, for gi- thanks for giving birth to us. <laughs> yeah, we appreciate that. So it's that. all e- we're even, right? I feel like that's a huge contribution. Even Steven. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. Well, I've already offended half of our listeners <laughs> at the onset of the podcast. Uh, did you have a good week? Yeah, it was super busy, yeah. but can't say it was bad. I mean, we we weren't sick. We were yeah. we're all doing good. So, well, yeah, I didn't do anything spectacular. Went to Fed on Saturday for early Thanksgiving with Deidre's family. Which oh is yeah, cool. nice. I saw some pictures. Yeah, buddy, we got to eat and it was good. So. But yeah, nothing exciting has happened to me uh, outside of the normal stuff. So, what kind of? Well, let me tell you what stories I got first. Okay. All right, I got a man arrested uh, for throwing eggs at the king and his punishment. KFC made a faux pas, and <laughs> we're going to talk about attractive female students. Okay. So stay tuned for that one. <laughs> no fast forwarding. I have a story about. Monkey labor. I have a story about Ghost of the Night, but I want to start with this one. Oculus co-founder has now invented a VR headset that can literally kill you. Okay. So the the idea is, the concept is, you die in the game. Sure. You die in real life. Your headset kills you. So is this going to be the game of choice for like Depeche Mode fans playing Guitar Hero? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, maybe. Uh, This comes from Ars Technica. It says, uh, the idea that dying in a video game or simulation could cause your death in real life is a common trope that has appeared in dozens of fictional works in recent decades. Jumanji. <laughs> That's right. That's right. You're, you're not kidding. <laughs> Though now Oculus co-founder Par, Par, Palmer, is it Lucky? Sure. Or Lukey? I think I, it's Lucky. Let's call him Lucky. I like that. I mean, yeah. you, I hope you're lucky. You're playing with this thing. <laughs> sure. <laughs> has made the concept real on his personal blog, Lucky Writes, of a new VR headset that he designed that uses three embedded explosive charges 
planted above the forehead that can instantly destroy the brain of the user. Okay. <laughs> well, there you go. The, lethal, the stakes just got real. <laughs> yeah. The lethal explosion is triggered via a narrow band photosensor that can detect when the screen flashes red at a specific frequency. Uh, Lucky writes, making it easy to set off during a game over screen. Oh, no. <laughs> I mean, this is the ultimate game over. You know, no continues. Right. <laughs> to be clear, uh, Luke Lucky says that his deadly headset, which looks in images like a modified Meta Quest Pro, is at this point just a piece of office art, a thought-provoking reminder of the unexplored avenues in game design. At the same time, though, he writes that the idea of tying your real life to your virtual avatar has always fascinated me. You instantly raise the stakes to the maximum level and force people to fundamentally rethink how they interact with the virtual world and the players inside it. Hmm. Oh, boy. Well, I heard Billy Mitchell's already set the record on it. There you go. That's a deep cut. <laughs> a lot of people just been started listening to this. They don't know about Billy Mitchell like we do. <laughs> right. You know? Yeah. I think he's still the world record. Uh, of course he is. Uh, I was going to say Pac-Man. He's got. Sure. I think M- he was the Mrs. first ever Pac-Man. to play a perfect game of Pac-Man. Of course. So. It's Billy Mitchell. Dude has a signature <laughs> hot sauce. <laughs> he does. <laughs> I was going to get some, and then I never did. Yeah, I think well, it's Ricky's famous hot sauce. Isn't well, that it? I think it, yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah. Well, we get our video going. Once a couple more patrons join up, <laughs> we can do a, a Ricky's hot sauce taste or, or challenge or something. I don't know. We'll figure out something goofy to do mm-hmm. that will get us a million views. <laughs> yes. And maybe Billy Mitchell will come on the podcast. That would be amazing. What if we get him <laughs> him and Steve Weeby here, and then we goad them into fighting each other? Like I was going to say, what fighting. if we get... Steve Weeby is a super nice dude. He what was if, a, an excellent... The greatest interview we've ever had. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, we set the bar high. We did. We got we him did. to come on the show. I thought Tiger Woods was going to be it, <laughs> but he was better. I th- surely I thought, you know, Cool J. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, who doesn't love LL? He's just not the greatest interview. Yeah. yeah. Right. But th- that award goes to Steve Weeby. It sure does. How yeah. funny would it be if we had him in the shit studio? Mm-hmm. And then door opens up, Billy Mitchell walks in. <laughs> <Right. laughs> like the Stone Cold Steve Austin music plays and Billy yeah. Mitchell comes in. I was thinking maybe the flashing red lights like in Kill Bill. Uh, yeah. <laughs> when she sees Bill for the first time. That's pretty good. Uh, oh, man. Oh, what was I going to say about my boy Billy? I don't remember. I would love to see him and Steve just have a good throwdown. You know, let's <laughs> just man up and see who's got it. I bet you Billy's got a black belt, though. He seems like <laughs> he probably has several. He seems like a karate guy. You yeah, know, he does. I bet you he's down at the local dojo at a strip mall with his beating am- up eight year olds <laughs> with his American flag bandana. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> So, for everybody who hasn't been listening for forever, because what was that? Probably two, three years ago. How long have we been doing this podcast? I think we've. I think we're in year number five. Okay, all I right. think that was year number two or three. Right. Yeah. 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 So, if, if you don't know, there's a documentary. You can watch it for free on YouTube called "King of Kongs: A Fistful of Quarters," uh-huh. and it's just a classic good versus evil. <laughs> it really documentary. is. Yes about 
people playing video games in what I think is the early 90s, maybe mid 90s. I th- No, I think this was actually early 2000s okay. when all this was going on. All right. Which, yeah. I mean, at this point, that's like 20 years old now. Sure. So yeah. the documentary's got some age on it. But it's it's as entertaining as anything you'll ever see. It really is. And it's also funny that that documentary actually breathed new life into the arcade game Donkey Kong. Oh, yeah. And now it's like huge again. And the high score now, I forget who holds it now, but it's like way above either Billy or right. Steve ever did. Yeah. Like like Steve told us in that interview, he says, nowadays when you play, if you're going for the high score, you can't just play a perfect game of Donkey Kong. You have to purposefully just hang around in levels and get oh, yeah. all the point stuff you can get. Yeah. You just gotta, I think they call it point pressing. You just gotta point press the whole point game. You press. can't just you can't just play the game. You have to purposefully try to get all the points and everything. Man. And you've only got three dudes. Right. We interviewed a Donkey Kong world record holder. We did. On this podcast. Yeah. Credit to us. <laughs> Talk about kings being kings. That's us. I just sent him an email. Just emailed him out of the blue. <laughs> just emailed him out of the blue. We're a couple of rednecks in Alabama. <laughs> that and the lady who married a ghost. That was an all-time one, too. <laughs> I think, I, if I remember correctly... You said, uh, welcome on the podcast. And then she talked for like an hour and a half and we finally were able to butt in and we maybe made one joke. And then she talked for like another 30 minutes and they were like, thanks for coming on the podcast, man. <laughs> well, we told her to share her story and she, she did, definitely. but we're not here to toot her on horn. No, I am. <laughs> we're here. We're- I think if you are going to be a YouTube streamer sure. or Twitch streamer, Particularly one of the ones that my kid will not quit watching on his iPad. Oh yeah, you should have to strap one of these on. Oh yeah, uh, <laughs> the uh, the YouTube stre- streamers that kids watch, all they do is holler. Right? They just scream. So that's why I think we would be great when we when a few more patrons join <laughs> up because we can holler. Um, let's talk about a guy who got in a little trouble. Man arrested for allegedly throwing eggs at King is banned from having eggs. A man uh, who originally who allegedly threw eggs at King Charles and the Queen's consort, uh, what's her name, Camilla? Oh yeah, she's oh, the. Uh, <laughs> is she not allowed to be queen? No, she's queen consort. Okay, yeah, queen she can't be consort. Queen. Yeah, I, huh. I guess if you're the side chick. <laughs> and and you make it into the lineup, you still can't be queen. I just, just real quick, think about okay. On the plus side, you're royalty now. Sure. On the on the minus side, your official title is king's concubine. Right. <laughs> <laughs> also, like you're following behind a Di- like Diana was fine. Like she was she was good looking, and that's what you're coming in behind. Mm-hmm. That's tough. That's a tough act. I have more power to her, though. You know, I guess she got hers. <laughs> um, all right. So, anyways, this guy who threw eggs out of during a public visit says he's been charged with an offense and banned from carrying eggs in public. Pat- How are you going to enforce that? I don't know. Patrick Thelwell, twenty three, says he is a ma- he is the man who was arrested after eggs were thrown at the king and queen consort in York on Wednesday. 
Patrick, who's a student at the University of York, said he was held by police for several hours. Speaking to the mirror, he said, I was let out at 10 p.m., so it wasn't really that bad. My friends were waiting on me. My solicitor was very good. You know, they call all your solicitors. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Uh, After I was arrested, the experience of that crowd literally screaming and wailing with pure rage, uh, saying that my head should be on a spike and that I should be murdered on the spot. It doesn't faze me because I understand what fascism is and what it looks like. (laughs) Yes, that is how you fight fascism, by throwing eggs at it. Uh, uh. Is anybody accusing the king of being fascist? <laughs> this is the first I've heard of it. You know, it's not like he was Donald Trump. You know, <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know. I feel like a fascist is just whoever. If someone's in power, sure, and yeah, you don't, don't like them exactly. You call them fascist. Yeah, right. Yeah, no, people call it Herschel Walker a fascist. You know, and he is. Well, he's just like <laughs> he's just like a brain-damaged, all-time great SEC running back, Heisman Trophy winner. And he's no more a fascist than uh, the other dude. Yeah. (laughs) What was the guy who's running against? Raphael Warnock. Yeah, Warnock. Yes. Yeah. Um, Anyways, it says, people were ripping chunks of my hair out. They were spitting at me, and people lost their minds. Uh, It was so revealing to see when you challenge someone's belief in that way, the belief of superiority of this man's blood – let me tell you about a little nation called the United States. <laughs> you Patrick. would love it here. You would love it here. That's what we were saying in 1776. So glad you finally got on board, buddy. Uh, this is a man who dresses in stolen jewels from India and Africa and every other colony. Now, I would say that those are conquered, and that is the difference than stealing. Like, if you win something in a fight, fair and square, that's how it works. And it has worked that way since the beginning of humanity. <laughs> and it has always worked that way. So, I mean, it's so, make it cool. So long as you beat somebody up first, you yeah. can take their stuff. That's how it's always worked. <laughs> that's why we have the right to self-defense in the United States Constitution, right. because that's how it's always worked. Yes. Anyways. I'm not saying it's cool. (laughs) I'm not saying it's okay. I'm saying there's a difference between stolen and conquered, okay? Right. And the Brits were real good at it until some rowdy Americans messed it up for (laughs) them. They were good at stealing and conquering. Sure. They were great at it. Really set world records when you think about it. They set records. They're in the Hall of Fame of conquering and stealing. So, um so, so he, he got kicked and all that. Said so the police tried to stop me saying what I was saying. Uh, asked why he tried to pelt the king with eggs. He said, I did what I did because I don't believe in kings. First of all, his solicitor's probably like rolling his eyes. Like you just admitted to a crime <laughs> while you're out on bail or whatever. He said, uh, I believe in the equality of all people. It's a protest against the state of this country and the descent into fascism. We have a government uh, that are enacting fascist policies, particularly by the treatment of refugees. Uh, the media's whipping up hatred. There you go. Sounds like every other college student. <laughs> uh, but I thought the king was pretty much like a mascot, right? They don't really do anything, do they? 
Well, no, but they still love them. Yeah, and but they I still mean, give them tons of money, and they still treat them like royalty, <laughs> even though they don't have any political power. But I mean, I guess they have political power in that they can request that Parliament do certain yeah. stuff, and they can talk to the okay. people. They got the bully pulpit, you yeah, know. But but I'm thinking like if he's like, let's build a wall. <laughs> <laughs> he has to ask Parliament yeah, to build a wall. I guess he goes to the people of Parliament like the king. Remember, I'm king. See these jewels? <laughs> I'm the king. I, I would like a wall. And they were like, oh, okay, all right. And then they're all winking a nod. Let's just get a wall. You yeah. Know? And then they say no. And he's like, uh, uh, uh. Yeah. Hey. Hey. Remember who you're talking to? Right. Look. And then Parliament is like, well, all right. <laughs> and Parliament ought to be like, well, we already saw what the United <laughs> States did to kings, you know. Don't make us do it here. <laughs> Don't make, they showed us how to do it. Don't make us do it here. If you right? can't beat them, join them. That's right. <laughs> yeah. All right, John. Our next story here, we're going to, we've discussed this before, and this is uh, primates, oh. apes, right. monkeys. I don't want anybody to get the wrong idea. Sure. Right. We're talking about monkeys in the wild. Yes. Captured, domesticated, and then taught how to climb trees and pick coconuts because monkeys are way better at climbing trees than people are. They're great at it. <laughs> they're, they're really good at they're it. They're really good at it. HelloFresh. This episode sponsored by HelloFresh. <laughs> Brought to you by HelloFresh. First of all, if they'll sponsor us, we disavow everything in this story. <laughs> They've been accused of using coconut milk obtained from monkey labor. Oh, boy. <laughs> okay, we've talked about this before. Yes, we have. Yeah. We're really at the forefront of monkey slave labor podcasting. <laughs> we really are. We've been sounding the alarm for years now. <laughs> and we've also been questioning, is it really an alarm? I, yeah. I mean, I mean, I, I feel like this is a great idea. Yeah. <laughs> Better monkeys than like seven-year-old girls. Sure. Right? <laughs> well, it depends. Well, yeah. Because we talked about that on another show. Right. <laughs> no, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, somebody's got to pick the coconuts. We need them picked. <laughs> I mean, I like my coconut water, don't you? Yeah, and they don't want us chopping down those trees to get them. Uh, no, absolutely not. So what are we going to do? do? Send the monkeys up. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, I guess maybe we could design like coconut drones. Oh. Maybe. Oh, I like that. Tiny. <laughs> Call Elon. That's a good idea. He'll invest in anything these days. <laughs> HelloFresh uses coconut milk obtained from monkey labor in Thailand, according to allegations from the people for the ethical treatment of animals. Sure. I eat PETA. <laughs> but they're getting involved in Thailand? <laughs> well, just Thailand monkey labor. Oh, okay. <laughs> which is calling for a boycott of the meal delivery service. Monkeys are chained, whipped, beaten, some would say spanked, <laughs> and forced to spend long hours picking coconuts. An investigation by PETA Asia alleges. Look, I hope PETA doesn't find out about all the monkeys I've spanked. <laughs> I'm going to be in big trouble. <laughs> Claims of animal abuse were made against 57 operations in nine provinces of Thailand, according to the findings released on Monday. In a statement to CBS Money Watch, I almost said Monkey Watch, <laughs> HelloFresh said the company receives written assurances from its suppliers that its coconuts are not procured using monkeys. 
Quote, HelloFresh strictly condemns any use of monkey labor in its supply chain, and we take a hard position for not procuring from suppliers or seller or selling coconut products which have been found to use monkey labor. We have written confirmation from all of our suppliers in the U.S. and globally that they do not engage in these practices. Uh, Brokers to HelloFresh's coconut milk supplier showed PETA the monkeys who were chained on trash-strewn patches of dirt and floored areas with car tires as their only shelter, which, I mean, they like like tires. That's Joe Exotic's place. I mean... You go to a zoo, yeah. Which I know oh, they would some never tires. go. To, they would never go to a zoo. But if you go to a zoo, you go to sure. the Monkey Island. They got tires. Yeah. No, I. Yeah, they they like a tire. Yeah, they're keeping us in business. <laughs> <laughs> Tiny pro tire. <laughs> According to the animal rights group, which published photos from its investigation as well as video footage. Most of the monkeys are kidnapped from their families in nature. Okay. <laughs> well, I guess primates do have a fam- familial structure. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Oh. Hmm. Uh, even though the species exploited by the coconut trade are threatened or endangered, according to the animal welfare group. Don't like that. Oh, you don't be using the endangered ones, right? Well, I mean... Look, if they become really good at coconut picking, we'll be breeding them, That's and they won't be endangered yeah. anymore. If there's a need for these monkeys, yeah, they're not to gonna pick be coconuts. We're going to sure. figure out a way for them to stay around. Yeah, that's true. Uh, monkeys are chained around the neck and forced to forced to toil all day, and uh, all for HelloFresh and other companies that lack a, lack a conscious. Tracy Ryman, PETA's executive vice president, claimed Monday in an emailed statement. PETA is calling on everyone, including HelloFresh, to stop buying canned coconut milk from Thailand until the monkeys are no longer used and abused for profit. Oh, man. The Berlin-based company has a global reach operating in Australia, Austria, Belgium, Canada, France, Germany, Ireland, Italy, Japan, Luxembourg, the Netherlands, New Zealand, Norway, Sweden, Switzerland, the UK, and the US. I had no idea that HelloFresh was that large. You said they were based in Berlin? Uh, they are. Okay. <laughs> kind of makes sense. They're using slave labor. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, the monkey had, the the company had 7.5 million active customer, customers in the third quarter and three month period in which the company netted its more than 1.9 billion in revenue. Wow. That is amazing. Yes. I had no idea. Hello, I thought HelloFresh was just like a little. I'm not startup that advertised on podcast. <laughs> I'm not even 100% sure what it is. Oh, it's like uh explain this. Uh it, people go to HelloFresh, they sign up and they basically send you your food in the mail. Oh, for real? It's got these little meal kits. Yeah. Surely nobody in the South does that. <laughs> I mean, I've never done that. Yeah. Right. Why why would you? I don't know. That's I what did. I'm married for. <laughs> I did when I <laughs> When I saw that read, uh, it may have been a different story of that earlier. It had a quote from the Thailand farmer that, uh, one, I guess their spokesperson or whatever, he said it was heritage, not hate. And I thought that was interesting. <laughs> I just thought that was interesting for him to throw that out there. Um, I mean, I don't want monkeys to be abused. I don't either. But if they're being well cared for, <laughs> we saw- I don't know if I see a problem with just having them climb up a tree to get a coconut for you. Can Especially we- if you're going to like reward them with like a little We're very close treat. to saying, if it works for monkeys, it's okay for people. <laughs> no. As long as they're getting treated well, 
I don't mind if they're climbing up a tree to do something for us. Right. Well, I would say you you need to pay the monkeys, sure. but they don't understand basic <laughs> economics. <laughs> um, you know, there was a have you ever heard about this? There was a study of I, wanna, I don't know if it was a Harvard study, but they were going to try to teach monkeys economics. They oh, were yeah? going to like actually give them money and like set up a little shop where they could trade money for different items right. and stuff. And <laughs> what happened was all the female monkeys started getting like super fat. Uh, and they were getting all the food because, like, the male monkeys were giving them all the money uh, for, like, sex. Sure. So, <laughs> so pretty much how the world works. <laughs> Isn't, don't we share, like, 99% of our DNA with monkeys? No, I think it's we have 95% okay. in common with chimpanzees. All right. But there must be an awful lot in that 5%. Because oh, yeah, chimpanzees hadn't figured out how to wear pants yet. No, yeah. They, they're they still throwing poop. I only <laughs> yeah. do that when I'm extremely mad. You know? Yeah. Well, look, speaking of racist, all right, let's talk about Kentucky Fried Chicken. <laughs> Love it. I do, too. And I don't like that they tried to rebrand themselves as KFC. You don't? I will always, forever call it Kentucky Fried Chicken. That's what it is. Mm -hmm. They got worried about everybody's like, oh, fried chicken's fried food's bad for you, and they rebranded to KFC. But everybody, nobody's eating at KFC for health. We're Mm -hmm. eating there for tasty chicken. No one's eating any fast food for health, are they? No, surely not. (laughs) I'm trying to think, is there a single restaurant you can go to? I don't know. I mean, you go to restaurants now, and they'll they'll try to have healthy options and sure. stuff. I I don't think fast food is as bad for you as it's made out to be. You know, there was that whole CIA propaganda supersize me movie that came out <laughs> right. where the dude talked about how bad it was. Clearly funded by Taco Bell. We <laughs> everybody can tell that Taco Bell is just a front for the CIA, anyways. Where else can you feed your family for 25 bucks unless it's a money laundering front for the CIA? Okay. Right. I'm in on all this. You guys haven't even gotten to half the conspiracies I've seen in my life. <laughs> Anyways, back to racist Kentucky Fried Chicken. KFC apologizes after <coughs> German Kristallnacht promotion. The Nazi-led series of attacks in the country in 1938. This is Kristallnacht. Uh, left more than 90 people dead and destroyed Jewish-owned businesses and places of worship. Uh, It was widely seen, or it is widely seen, as the beginning of the Holocaust, Mm -hmm. which is true, Tiny. You were telling me you didn't believe in it earlier. (laughs) said you didn't think it was real. The numbers weren't adding up. Don't confuse me with uh, Kanye West, (laughs) all right? (laughs) I would never say such a thing. Uh, And so KFC ran an ad urging uh they sent a promotional message to customers uh urging them to commemorate to smash up Jewish businesses and places of worship <laughs> no <laughs> close <laughs> <laughs> to commemorate crystal knock with cheesy chicken <laughs> <laughs> okay this cannot be what it sounds like <laughs> like, like Chris, like, is this like a, a, is this something they didn't know? 
Like they're trying to make up a funny <laughs> word and they didn't realize that this no. was the, the night that here's, Germans attacked the Jewish people. And here's their, what I think happened the country. is some 20 something American who's in charge of running the Twitter account or whatever for KFC Germany looked at the Google calendar and saw Crystal Dock. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, I better fire out a promotion for the boss man gets on me. And he sent this out. Come on and get your cheesy chicken. <laughs> now, okay, listen. We all know we have too many holidays on the calendar. Sure, sure. <laughs> and plenty of them. This is where this is where you got bit. Yes. All right, you can't just go celebrating everything no. you see on the calendar. Maybe just do a a quick Wikipedia search. <laughs> see yes. what the holiday's about. Uh, it says about an hour later, another message was sent with an apology says, we are very sorry. We will check our internal processes immediately so this does not happen again. Please excuse this error. Uh, Germany takes the 9th of November anniversary of Kristallnacht, uh, which is translated as the night of the broken glass. Oh. I didn't know that. Um, Seriously, with numerous memorial events and discussions scheduled to reflect the Nazis' murder of more than 6 million Jewish people, that Tiny says allegedly happened. <laughs> no, it totally. I, look, I wasn't there, but I believe everything I've read in the history. Books. I do too, absolutely. But let me say this, okay? Like, if this had been Crystals, sure, the fast food place, yes, and they had been saying celebrate Crystal Knock, <laughs> I got to tip my hat to them. On and that then one. I would have thought, okay, well, what they're doing, they're they, this is they made a mistake. This is a play on Equinox because no. they don't want to say Christmas. So yeah. this is like this is a play on Equinox, <laughs> and they try to say it's Crystal Knox, and they didn't realize. But KFC has no excuse; they should have known better. I would love for Crystals, <laughs> Crystals Germany, based in Chattanooga, by the way, where Crystals <laughs> is founded. Uh, Crystals Germany to do uh, come on down for our Crystal Knox burgers or whatever <laughs> and the first half of crystals is the crystals logo and then the second half is like that nazi writing that nazi <laughs> font for the knocked part that would be funny that would be real funny it's no joke the holocaust happened kfc should be more sensitive but really if they would have got on twitter and said well our 28-year-old American marketing manager had no idea. He just saw the holiday. Didn't realize how serious you guys took all this. You know, we're barbecuing on Memorial Day over here, and people are getting drunk and running boats into each other <laughs> down at the lake. So, Well, that's what those men fought for, John. Absolutely. <laughs> What's more American than that? I know. You know? <laughs> I was listening to a podcast where they were talking about Memorial Day with a bunch of veterans, and all yeah. the veterans were like, Absolutely, you should be barbecuing and, <laughs> yes. and out on the lake and fishing and drinking and doing all that stuff yeah. because that's what we fought that's and died for. That's what we did. Yeah. <laughs> that's what we did. That's what makes this country great. We do do up holidays pretty right, you yeah. know, but we have a good time on some holidays around here. So it's pretty good. Anyways, bad KFC. Sorry, Colonel Sanders. Yeah. <laughs> in your plantation owner outfit, you're racist. Canceled. <laughs> Go eat it, Popeyes. <laughs> I'm looking forward to Kanye's upcoming KFC partnership. <laughs> he bought Parlor. You think that was next on his? 
Wait list. till wait till we. I still get emails from Parlor, by the way. Oh, do you? Oh, it's like <laughs> herpes. I can't get rid of it. <laughs> I think I blocked them on my phone, so I didn't. It's, I, but maybe we need to reactivate it now that Kanye's there, and we just become the number one white supremacist podcast. Is he there? or Did he just buy it? I think he just bought it. Okay, surely he's not retruthing. You know, <laughs> QAnon drops. No, that's uh, that's Truth Social. Oh There's yeah, that's that. right. That's what our <laughs> former president does. Parlor, I think they do the parlay. Oh, he's parlaying. Yeah. Yeah, I, I put out a couple of bangers on there before I decided I was done with it. You can probably find it somewhere. What is the liberal one? Is it tribes? Oh, That's I have the, no idea. I, Liberals have their own. I thought that was Twitter. Well, Elon bought Twitter. Well, and yeah, they so, got to go like, somewhere else. They got to. They're getting mad and leaving. And I just, hmm. I, I, I'm not familiar. I was listening to a podcast and they were saying people were. Or, you know, liberals were going to tribe social. Okay. But I don't know anything about it. I Dude, don't know. Let's get huge on that. <laughs> like, welcome to our liberal friend to the Southern Baptist podcast. We probably get a lot of hate listens, which is okay. a listen is a listen. I listen to, I was about to say, a download is a download. Absolutely. <laughs> we can probably get a lot and people be like, it would confirm everything they've ever saw, thought about the South and Southern Baptist and all of that, probably. Because that would be how they were going into it. Whereas, you know, like our listeners who don't believe the way they listen to know us in a much different light because they just found us organically. We could be the first podcast on Tribe Social sure. to announce Donald Trump's like uh, election campaign. Like he's running. <laughs> like he hadn't even announced it yet, but we're going to go sure. on there and say that he is because we know that he is. Sure, of course. And then we could be like, to. you need to download. You need to download this podcast and join our Patreon to fight 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 Trump. Fight Trump. <laughs> <laughs> We bring up that fake tweet I had that time about yeah. you know what from Donald Trump. We like he's hated us for forever. Who one of your buddies got so mad about that? I don't remember. Do you remember that though? I don't remember who got mad. I don't remember people getting mad. Well, I have no, a hard well, time no, remembering. Everyone, much. Every, I mean, every I think everybody except this dude oh, knew yeah. that it was a joke. <laughs> But I remember I was talking about how funny it was that the president, wink, wink, right. came out on Twitter blasting our podcast on how bad it was. <laughs> and he was all like serious, like, I can't believe that this is our president. And he's talking about a oh, podcast, yeah. blah, 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 blah. And it was just, I mean, he had like a, know who, a Facebook post yeah. a page long. I remember that now. Yeah. And yeah, yeah and some, he was somebody. He was like, "I hate Earth Oddity podcast, and I hate the president." <laughs> <laughs> and you were like, "Chill, it's a fake tweet. Yeah, it's fake. I made this." <laughs> that was back when you could trick people on the internet <laughs> yeah. before they started fact checking everything. <laughs> that was before they started shutting down disinformation. Yeah, before the nerds and fact checkers came along and shut us down. Back when you could have fun on Facebook. <laughs> With a fake Donald Trump tweet. <laughs> oh, that was good man. stuff, man. I remember I, I was texting people to get them to like share it, you yeah. know? And I texted one of my buddies who works like in DC for the government, and he was like, yeah, I can't man, do it. I can't do that. <laughs> You're like, yes, you can. <laughs> you I just... know. I was immediately like, 
I completely understand. <laughs> it's I'm, super easy. Yes. All you got to do is push that little retweet button. You uh, can say later you didn't know it was fake. <laughs> I was like, I, I, I don't. I was like, I haven't spoken to you in person in about five years. I've texted you out of the blue with this request. Please don't put your life in danger. No, your you career should. In really, danger. you should, though. You should put your life in danger. <laughs> Oh, those are the good old days. <laughs> those are the good old days. <laughs> All right, John. Oh, I got. I did share our old, uh, our little cartoon with my uh, Mennonite story. You oh know, yeah, 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 yeah. I picked up some more traction. So, welcome to all those people listening. <laughs> You're probably disappointed. I, I don't have any good Mennonite stories. <laughs> well, that's your best. That is, admittedly, that's your best Mennonite story to date. <laughs> so yeah, far, so far. Is, is it, it my turn? I don't know. That's what I was about to ask you. I think it is. Okay. Yeah, we were talking about racist KFC. Oh, okay, okay. Well, my last story here is about a Texas homeowner. And, um, you know, I've heard it said that you don't pay an escort for their time. You pay them to leave. I've heard that, too. I, I don't know if that's true. That's always been my experience. <laughs> what happens, though, when they won't leave? Sure. Ever. For all eternity. Texas homeowner says hooker ghosts have taken over their rental property. Oh, man. Not hooker ghost. <laughs> I've seen this movie before. Hooker ghost 24. <laughs> Was that the one with uh, uh, Demi Moore and <laughs> Patrick Swayze and, and Whoopi, Whoopi Goldberg? Goldberg? Yes. <laughs> yes. You remember Whoopi went crazy on the Jews, too? She said something about Jewish people. I mean, she didn't go crazy. She just said that it was the... The Holocaust wasn't a racial thing. Oh yeah, that's right. I because remember. like in in her yeah. in her mind, she's thinking, well, these are white people killing other white people, so it's not right. racist. Yeah. I'm okay. And yeah, the Jewish right. people had to explain that no, <laughs> it hey, is an ethnic group. Right, yeah. It's not just a religion. <laughs> it's also an ethnicity. Yes. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, a Texas woman made a spooky discovery about her rental home in Gainesville after several renters claimed that it is haunted. Oh, boy. Linda Hill, owner of Hill House Manor, which that's like a Netflix series, isn't that it? That does sound like the a... Haunting of Hill House. <laughs> that just sounds like something my wife would watch. <laughs> uh, told Jesse Waters, primetime Monday, that she's taking a shower when she heard someone say, looking good. Okay. It, clearly, this was a ghost. Sure. <laughs> There's yes. no way. No way. This was, was her husband. husband, or this was someone left the TV on. Right. Or this was maybe you know thin walls. Sure. Any this, of that. It had to be a ghost. You're Supernatural. Yes. Look, if you get a if you get cat called from the beyond, <laughs> you must be looking good. <laughs> yeah. Take it as a compliment. Uh, I thought it was my husband. I mean, he and I were the only ones in the house, she said. Well, if you were the only ones in the house, it probably was your husband. And if he said yeah. he wasn't him, he was probably just trying to play a trick right. on you, right? Yes. Uh, she says, however, it was not her husband making the comments. It was a ghost. Oh, okay. <laughs> Clearly. I spoke to him, you know, and he told me I was looking good. I said, thank you. And I asked him what he had been doing that day. And we had a conversation, and he left. She added that she believes the home has many different types of ghosts. Oh, so not just hooker ghosts. Oh. Uh, they've got kid ghosts. They've got old people ghosts. And we've got our hookers, she told Jesse Waters. 
The most common type of ghost that comes around are hookers, Hill claimed. Male renters have said that they have felt someone (laughs) stroking their face, stroking their arm, uh, touching their shoulder. (laughs) And probably the thing that she didn't hear about was them stroking something else. Their ego. Sure. (laughs) More strokes than Fetterman. (laughs) Host Jesse Waters quipped that the good thing about a hooker ghost was that you don't have to pay it. That's right, she responded. They try to stir up business, and they can't figure out a way to conclude the transaction so nothing ever happens. The Hill House Manor owner said that a ghost did follow a renter home one time, but eventually got tired. She said that she told the man to tell the ghost to come home, and they did. She came back up here. Hmm. The rental home reportedly has been a popular spot in recent months for paranormal investigators staying the night and trying to figure out the alleged phenomena. So there you go. Well, that may up business, you know? (laughs) I mean, it might. I remember Stormy Daniels was ghost hunting for a while. Oh, was she? Oh, yeah. She was. (laughs) This was after Donald Trump and Nexium and all that other stuff. She went into ghost hunting. Okay. That's your girl. Get her to do your marketing (laughs) for you. Come to the... Ghost whorehouse. She's like the presidential hooker. Sure, yeah. <laughs> that's a that's a claim. Her and Monica Lewinsky, Marilyn Monroe. I mean, she's she's in rare air, I guess. Yeah, that we know. She's about. amongst a very elite sure group. Yeah, Janet Reno. <laughs> <laughs> Janet Reno does not get enough credit for being the first transgender attorney general (laughs) does she not no people don't give her credit for that at all (laughs) maybe that's because she uh i don't know bulldozed over a house in waco texas killed a bunch of of kids in waco (laughs) full of cultists yeah people forget she was a loose cannon you remember the old Ilion gonzalez thing (laughs) oh yeah you know and they're like busting his house with machine guns to take him back (laughs) Wow, we didn't like refugees then. <laughs> Don't be coming to the U.S. then. We're sending you back to Cuba. Yeah. Anyways, let's talk about, speaking of Janet Reno, let's talk about attractive female students. Um, they've no longer earned higher grades when classes moved online during COVID-19. New psychology findings suggest that attractive students earn higher grades in school but for female students, the beauty premium disappears when classes are taught remotely. Oh. Take that, sluts. <laughs> <laughs> well, now, hold on. You can uh, <laughs> you can get a webcam sure. and take your uh, your schemes sure. online, do you? Yeah, turn the camera <laughs> on. A large body of research suggests that physical appearance has impact has an impact on a person's success. We all know that hotter people are more successful than ugly people in general, right? right. We all know that. Except in the case of SBF. Well, yeah, I'll say in general. They're outliers. You know, um, Elon's not the most attractive dude. Bezos isn't. Bill Gates isn't. There's a lot of ugly rich dudes out there. Well, you can be a dude and be ugly and be successful. Sure, yeah. (laughs) True. (laughs) Uh, 
Attractive people tend to earn more money and report higher life satisfactions than less attractive people. Interestingly, scholars have yet to agree on an explanation behind this beauty premium. Um, says one account suggests that the beauty advantage can be explained by discrimination. For example, or example, employers may inherently favor attractive over unattractive workers. Another perspective suggests that beauty is a productivity-enhancing attribute. The view suggests that attractiveness lends itself to higher productivity, for example, through increased self-confidence. I'm interested in discrimination generally, said Adrian Mihic, a graduate student at Lund University and the author of this new study. In economic research, lots of attention is given to discrimination based on gender and or race. While there, those are important issues, there has not been much research on beauty-based discrimination in the educational setting. So this paper fills a gap there. Also, the pandemic made discrimina- discrimination based on appearance much more difficult since teachers could not readily see students' faces whereas discrimination on, for instance, gender is possible in the online setting also, as long as you have the name of the students. Um, The researcher obtained data from five different cohorts of engineering students from a Swedish university, uh, resulting in a final sample of 307 students. Notably, students in two of these cohorts had attended a portion of their classes remotely uh, when the pandemic hit. Uh, It says the content of these courses stayed the same, but lectures and seminars were conducted online. And what they found out, Tiny, Mm -hmm. is that the fine chicks are (laughs) dumb. (laughs) (laughs) That's what they found out. Yeah, because this is a real long article. This is from like a real journal, Hmm. the Psypost. So take that fine girls. (laughs) (laughs) You can't skate by on your looks anymore. No, you can't. Yeah. But I think we would all agree life is easier if you're attractive. I mean, I feel like my life's been pretty easy. Yes, say. So. I've had the easiest <laughs> life of anybody I've ever known. <laughs> yeah, but you don't really see too many 10, 10 out of 10s working at the gas station, you know? Right. And I guess this guy's curious as to why that is. Like the fairy tale... Of, you know, Cinderella. Yeah. Slaving away. Sure. You know, just working all the time. All the time. And then, like, all of a sudden, she gets to be queen. Yeah. Don't happen in real life that often. Or pretty woman, you know. (laughs) Oh, yes. You're like an extremely attractive (laughs) prostitute. We should remake that film. Okay. But remake it with like someone who looks like they actually would be. Like a real prostitute. <laughs> yes. like mess sores all over her face and stuff. Crooked teeth. Sure. Right. <laughs> and still have like an extremely attractive Richard Gear, you know, to yeah. pick her up. No, let's make like the rich dude like this, you know, super fat Wall Street like a tech <laughs> type nerd. <of> guy. Yes. <laughs> like a stockbroker. I'm liking this idea. Yeah. The real pretty woman. Yeah. That's when we get our video going, we can do, (laughs) we can just, we can call it pretty woman IRL. Sure. (laughs) Um, yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that was always my problem with that. It's like, 
Hookers don't look like Julia Roberts. At least the ones I see getting arrested around here don't. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, they don't. All right. Before I go any further, I have to issue a retraction. Uh, My mom texted me. I guess it was last week and said that I uh, claim to not get any birthday presents. Oh, I claim my family, meaning my wife and kids, didn't get me anything. Your immediate family. Of course, my mom got me something because I'm the light of her life (laughs) and the reason she lives. (laughs) And no, uh, yeah, my mom got me two nice button-up shirts. Oh, nice. Yeah. All right. So thanks, mom. I didn't mean to slight you. And she made me a cake or bought me a cake and made brownies, which may have been for Hudson, but I claimed them as my own because it was my birthday. And I was mad that he had friends over. So thanks, Mom. You're the best. I love you. Speaking of the best, what else is the best? Speaking of loving, but for real, my mom does love world-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Bundy Spice. She uses it all the time. And why wouldn't she? Yeah, it's the best. And it was created on the Elm Bayou in Evangeline Parish, Louisiana, and it's a seasoning that goes on everything. If you like cooking or eating, this is the spice for you. Cajun Curl Bayou Bundy Spice goes well with chicken, beef, pork, potatoes, and anything else you can think of putting it on. Cajun Curl Bayou Bundy Spice on it will change your life. On the website, CajunCurl.com, you can order the original Bayou Bundy Spice. You'll also find recipes that are absolutely mind-blowing. You can locate your nearest retailer or order your own all on the website there. If your local grocer doesn't carry world-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice, ask them to start stocking it now. Here locally, it's available at Vowels Fresh Market on Skyland Boulevard, Mark's Mart in downtown Northport, South's Finest Meats, and the Piggly Wigglies, one on Lurley Wallace in Northport and the other one on 69 South in Taylorville. You can pick it up there. Uh, all of their products are made in the USA, so not only do you enjoy the taste of Cajun Curl, but you also feel patriotic while you enjoy your meal. It's all natural, low salt, and has a little kick to it, but it doesn't burn your lips. World famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice. Taste the spice, but not the heat. Check them out at CajunCurl.com and use their promo code EOP10 to get a 10% discount. Because we ask that you use the spice, but we don't ask you to pay full price. That's right. All right, John, what do you say we go to the phones? You know, yes, but first, when okay. I when I wrote that ad, how many ever years ago it was, I thought it was funny to say world famous Cajun curl Bayou blended spice because that's what it says on the can. Mm-hmm. But after reading it a million times, I feel like I should have just went with Cajun curl. <laughs> well, it really is world famous. It is. No. <laughs> I know it is. It's apt. It is its real name. Like a lot of people. That's a mouthful. A lot of people claim to be sure. world famous. Like. The scene in Elf where right. he runs in the shop and he's like, you did it, world's best cup of coffee. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. A lot of people claim. Right. But they for real are. Well, you know, if the dude in Britain had some Cajun curl, he would have scrambled them eggs up and put it on it so <laughs> throw them out to King. He wouldn't have been worried about fascism. Cajun curl ends fascism. Yeah, really. There you so, go. There we go. All right. To the phones. All right. Uh, we have one voicemail today. All right. Hey, everybody out there in podcast world, my name's Parkway Jameson. I'm a new listener, and uh, 10 out of 10 podcasts, great job, great job. Anyway, uh, 
I wish I collected McDonald's toys because, oh my god, so much money. But uh, I don't. I only collect beans. I've got all sorts of beans, though. I've got lima beans, which are my personal favorite. Black beans, kidney beans, black-eyed peas. Oh, my God, what a handsome bean those are. That's a pea, by the way. Anyway, that's all for today, y'all. Have a good one, podcast people. <laughs> all right, Parkway Jameson. Parkway Jameson. <laughs> Thank you. I love it. <laughs> Thanks for calling. So sorry your mom and dad named you Parkway. Better than driveway. <laughs> I mean, did it, was he named after where he was conceived? <laughs> Maybe so. <laughs> uh, black eye pe- is a P, right? I mean, is this in the name? Black right. eye black eye It's not a bean. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying, Parkway. You may want to re-examine your collection. Right. You may be getting your legumes mixed up. Oh, well, a peanut is neither a pea nor a nut. That's true. It's a legume. It's a legume. <laughs> right. <laughs> so check all that out. Thanks for the call, though. Yes. It was entertaining. Uh, we also have some questions. Oh, yeah. Forgot we even had the set. <laughs> and now it's time for Ask John Questions About Stuff. We like to do questions on this show. If you have any questions for John, you can head on over to our Discord server. Link in the show notes. Our first question comes from C Payne. Why? Oh, why? Is Peyton Manning in so many commercials? <laughs> I think because Peyton Manning likes getting paid is the real answer. <laughs> right. And advertisers think the only way they can reach, you know, like men is through football people. Mm-hmm. So you get those two together and you get Peyton Manning all the time. I feel you. He's in a lot. Yeah. Next question comes from Jane. She says, so I was thinking, since the wives don't want to be on the podcast, could we ask them questions, and could you relay the answers to us? That actually sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. What idea. about, okay, for the next show, and I'll try to get this one out as soon as possible, questions for, we'll do your wife first, right? Okay, whatever. For, for D, uh, Questions for Deidre. All right. And... I mean, she can come on the show if she wants to. If she don't sure. want to come on the show, you can ask her and, like, we can relay that. Well, I'll just record it on my iPhone. There you go. We can do if that. If she'll do that. If she'll do that, If yeah. she won't, then I'll just ask and relay your answers. All right. So, for yeah. next week, it's going to be questions for Deidre. If one of y'all don't ask her why she doesn't have more sex with me, <laughs> I'm going to be very disappointed. I'll just go ahead and type that in. <laughs> Help a brother out. Come on. <laughs> What if she has like a very well thought out, coherent, like ethical and philosophical (laughs) reasoning behind it? (laughs) I've heard them all. (laughs) Next question comes from Phil Zoot Suit. What was the incident at your high school? Ooh. There's so many incidents at our high school. I don't remember. Do you remember specifically? I remember a guy. (laughs) <laughs> crapping in Miss Daly's chair. <laughs> like he laid a log in it. Yeah. That is the one thing that popped in my mind as an incident. So I want to go with that one. Although I loved Miss Daly. 
So, but it wasn't me. It wasn't even anybody that, I mean, we were all friends, but he wasn't mm-hmm. like in the old inner circle or anything. So, yeah. I heard about the time uh, supposedly Mr. Webb got trapped under the bleachers and he was <laughs> yeah, like you left told there me about that. from like three o'clock till like seven o'clock that night <laughs> when they came back to practice for coronation. <laughs> I remember you and some when they found him down there yes. and they finally let him out. <laughs> Poor Mr. Webb. <laughs> he was probably the coolest dude in the world. He ended up well, going to church with my parents. Okay, he was a super nice guy, and yeah. he did not deserve all the abuse no. that he got. But I don't think you can factually say that he was the coolest guy. <laughs> <laughs> like, all guys at a certain level were all just guys, you know? Right. And, and in general, all guys can get along for the most part. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got your outliers that you know, are a problem. But, but even Vladimir Putin has some friends. Sure. Somewhere, right. probably. Yeah. So I feel like if you threw Mr. Webb in with a group of guys, it would be weird, but I would figure <laughs> out something to talk to him about, you know? I mean, he talked to you about history. Absolutely. Poor. He, he was a great history teacher. Yeah. I really about- loved him. Yeah. yeah. As a teacher, he was great. <laughs> You taught me about uh, Marquis de Sade. Okay. And yes. that's where sadism comes from. That's right. S and M. That's exactly right. <laughs> that's exactly right. Factually <laughs> correct. Uh, next question comes from Phil Zootsuit. Would you consider Missouri to be Southern? Why or why not? <sighs> I mean, they're in the SEC. They are in the SEC. <laughs> so. um, I, I, I don't... Much like during the Civil War, they're like half and half, you know? Like, mm-hmm. they were admitted as a slave state, but I think the Union claimed them when the war broke out, and then they had like an exile Confederate government and all that for a little while. But essentially, they were Union the whole way. I don't know. I would consider them, I'm going to say no, but they're not like Midwestern either. They're their right. own thing, you know, I guess. So they got a lot of Southern tendencies, though. There's a lot of meth. <laughs> Is there? There's a whole lot of meth in Missouri. I listened to a podcast uh, where the dude is in North Carolina, and he likes to claim that North Carolina is Southern. Yeah, I would say North Carolina Southern. But they're kind of like on the edge. They were, nah, Virginia's on the edge. Okay. Yeah, they were in the... Confederacy, like if you were in the Confederacy, mm-hmm. sorry, you're stuck in the South. You know, <laughs> right. like as much as y'all try you to distance try to yourself. Yes. Well, the crazy thing about it is, I think Kentucky did. They weren't in the Confederacy, and they were like, "We don't want any part of this." And I was about then, to say there were some states that were neutral. Was, right. was Kentucky a neutral? State? I don't know if they were neutral or what, but I remember they were like, "Well, we don't." We don't really want to secede. And then they, you know, the union ended up invading them and they had a bunch of battles fought in Kentucky. And they were like, we didn't really want to be a part of all this, guys. <laughs> we were trying to avoid yeah. this. We're just mountain people up here. <laughs> That's why uh, Virginia and West Virginia split, isn't it? Yes, right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. West, Virgi- West Virginia was like, we don't have enough money to have plantations. Exactly. It's the same. All of Appalachia really was against secession because there were no plantations. There were no real slave holdings or anything like that. They were like, this war, what are you fighting for? We don't have slaves. You know, Mm -hmm. we're out here mining and logging and trying to make a living. And 
we got drug into it. Like, that's what I always like to tell my friends in high school that were like, you know, what's heritage not hate? And I'm like, well, if you're from Fett County, more than likely your ancestors didn't vote to secede because we didn't vote to secede. <laughs> right. You know? Like, hey, how long you how long your family been in Fett County? Oh, since the early 1800s. I'm like, you probably weren't down with the Civil War then. <laughs> hate to break it to you, you were probably a unionist. You so. were with the Free State of Union. Exactly. Or Winston. Winston, yeah. Free State of Winston. Uh, my buddy Michael's, uh, he, he, his ancestors fought for the Union. They're from Hamilton, you mm-hmm. know, like all of us up there. We, a, we got drug into it by South Alabama. Quit bringing us down. <laughs> uh, that'll do it for questions. Okay. That's a Missouri is a real brain twister mm-hmm. on if they're Southern. They like, they have barbecue, you know. They love football. The Chiefs are huge. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. They just don't feel Southern to me. Like Arkansas is a limit in that area. Right. Well, that'll do it for questions. And one thing that we have to do before we end this free show is we have to thank our patrons. Okay. Every single one of you, we thank you so much. We would like to thank by name those who donate at the 10 or above tier. And those fine individuals are Mr. Daniel Hedrick, Mr. James White, Ms. Angela Pinto, Ms. Sherry Heron, uh, Mr. Chris Payne, Mr. Derek Reeves, Mr. Hank Hernandez, Ms. Jane Updegraff, Ms. Jacqueline B., Mr. Josh Dodd, Mr. Shane White, Ms. Sharon Craig, Shiny Disco Balls. Oh, yeah. The Driver, Todd Glover, Mr. Tyler Bond, and Mr. Mike Wilcox, a.k.a. Mick Will. We thank you all so much for donating to the show, for supporting what we do. And if you would like to become a patron, you can head on over to patreon.com slash earthoddity. We have several different tiers, but the $5 tier gets you the extra show, the extension, which is an extra show every single week. That is patreon.com slash earthoddity, extend your oddity. And speaking of extensions, what do we got coming up with the extension today? We're going to talk about a girlfriend remembering her beloved boyfriend who passed away. Okay. Yeah. And I have not a story in front of me, but we're going to talk about the whole FTX collapse. Okay. Yeah. And the crypto being in free fall currently. Sure. And how they were laundering money through Ukraine using it, but whatever. <laughs> I've been saying it since the beginning. I called it. Credit to John. It is an amazing story. Yes. And I don't know how many in our audience are like into crypto. I know crypto is kind of a niche thing, but it is a crazy story. You will enjoy it regardless. Yes. So join up the Curtis Webb Memorial Patreon. <laughs> join up. We only need a few more. We'll have video of this thing. So get on board. Uh, you got anything else? No, that's it. Sorry, Mom. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm sorry for a lot, Mom. Honestly, I'm really sorry for everything, but I'm sorry I didn't tell everybody you got me an excellent birthday present. You've been listening to Earth Oddity Podcast, and we thank you so much for listening to us, no matter where you get us, whether you get us from Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, we're on them all. If you would like to write into the show, we are earthoddity at planetmail.net. If you would like to tweet at us, we are at underscore Earth Oddity on Twitter. You can check out our show art. We post that over on Instagram at underscore Earth Oddity over there. My bad on that this week. (laughs) Just thought about it. We have a Discord server, link in the show notes, and we have a phone number that you can call or text. What's that phone number? 662-493-2059. 662-493-2059. That's 662-493-2059. 
We hope everybody out there has an excellent week. Earth Odyssey for the Fringe Radio Network signing off. Love y'all. Bye. This has been a very odd production. Thanks for listening. Hello, patrons. Welcome to another patron extension. Uh, How do we want to start this off? Well, I got to tell a story. Uh, Cash money oddity millionaire asked in the patron, says, any update on Libby's friend's dead?